0: Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery. With your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's gonna listen to this? What a couple of stupid
1: fucking cunts. Welcome to episode 80 of the Degenerates Clubhouse. Armando, can I get an evil laugh? <laughs> I said, I said, "Evil laugh, not Count Chocula."
0: <laughs> <laughs> one, one stupid intro. Two, two stupid degenerates. That was actually still the funniest joke from.
1: Uh, remember that that play we saw called, uh, what was it, Avenue Q? Uh-huh. We saw it in New York, uh-huh. and it was so it was, it was sort of like supposed to be uh, adult themed Sesame Street mm-hmm. on Broadway, and there was just this one part where they were doing like the the count. Uh, and they're like four nightstands, three nightstands, two nightstands, and then they get to to one nightstand, and there's puppet fucking. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that that vividly. I remember that one joke, and then uh, yeah, I don't think that musical actually held up, but I'd watch it again. Oh yeah, for sure. in, on, on, in, in a show, I would uh, for sure. But but you know, speaking speaking of creative endeavors, okay. Uh, because I, I know I, we discussed a little bit uh, last episode one of, one of our I think maybe it was two episodes ago whenever our, our uh, fraternity brothers and how sometimes he gets a little manic at night but I I do want I do want to <laughs> give a, uh, a a quick sh- you know shout out to uh, what's his full name Eric Aaron Leiser? uh-huh uh, because one one of his really positive qualities that I always admired was when he had a creative project going, he would just pull everyone into it one way or the other. And sometimes I was like, "Hey, maybe, maybe think through the actual <laughs> creative project a little bit more." But you know what? Sometimes, sometimes, uh, great is the enemy of good. And you know, he would just go full forward. And I remember, I remember there, were, there was there was like some event on campus, and he had like a script, and it was, it was sort of. Uh, you know, maybe not quite as well thought out as Avenue Q, but he was just pulling everyone in and organizing and directing. And I, I, always, I always thought that was a a great quality. I've always been much more solitary in my creative endeavors. But here's the thing, Mondo. I've got a creative endeavor that uh, I, th- I think, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna play with others on. What? Yeah. So here's here's the, the the sort of short backstory. I, I, there's somebody I met like a a while ago in in the Denver area who like, she's like an, like an actress. I think she does mostly just, uh, stage and theater stuff. I know, I know she, A liked horror and B was like, yeah, I don't really have a, a reel that, uh, you know, I'm proud of. And my, my, the way my brain works, I'm like, well, why don't you just make a movie then? And then I realized most people, they don't have that sort of, uh, impetus to be like oh if i don't have a if i can't get cast in a good role i'll just make one for myself Mm -hmm. so this past week i had gotten these injections that are supposed to be like diagnostic where i was going to have like a you know a few hours where hopefully it would reduce the pain and i i was like oh okay you know let me and i'm I'm supposed to actually kind of like test things out right i'm supposed to go in positions that would normally be uncomfortable so forth and so on and I was also really, really tired. It sounds like both of us have had some some trouble sleeping the yeah. last few weeks, yeah. fair to say. Yeah. So I was trying to keep myself up and I'd actually had this idea for like a kind of a mashup between a little bit of a horror movie and a little bit of a rom com. And I just started writing it because I was trying to keep my <laughs> keep myself from falling asleep. And then I just like wrote this whole fucking it's a short film. It's like probably probably be about fourteen, fifteen minutes to you know, an actual film time. Does it involve puppets? No, there's no puppets. That's probably the biggest uh, weakness of the movie. Hmm. Um, but I was trying to keep it simple and easy to film.
0: So how is this? How is this? How is this connected to the girl that you're supposed to be working with? Well, that was the thing. I I had no idea if she
1: wanted anything to do with it, but I just finished it. center like, sent her the script, and she got really excited and wanted to make it. And she's like, and and there, there's actually, I did I did use a copyrighted song. And she was like, well, I think I can get an investor that would pay for the licensing rights. And she was like all excited about it. I'm like, holy crap. Okay. All right. Oh, shit. Now I have to, <laughs> to figure out how to actually make a movie. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to try to actually make it.
0: Cool. I'm just, I just I was excited. So now that you're done with one of your, your trailer homes, you're like, I have extra time. Let's make a movie. Basically. That's
1: that's <laughs> more or less. I, and now I'm like, fucking, I need someone to buy the the travel trailer because I'm like yeah I might have to pay for the licensing rights for for Don't Stop Believing. Is which, that what it's called? No, that's what the you know Journey Don't Stop Believing. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, I that that that's what it was called. Your your project. I thought it was called Don't no, Start.
1: No. No, no. <laughs> no. Um But the song played the the, the the song so you could swap really any song in uh and how much it costs to license one might be uh, a factor the, the way the way i did it i could post it on youtube without paying any licensing rights and it wouldn't get flagged but if somehow it actually turns out good and they wanted to submit it to like a festival or something like that then yeah you have to license it Ooh, i'm a little bit worried because like like i said as i was writing i'm like how can i make this as simple to film as possible like it Horror is actually tough because usually there are some special effects involved and things like that, and it can look really janky if uh, you can't execute the technical aspects. So it's trying to keep it simple, but even even uh, with that in mind, it could still be tricky. So it might not come out well, but it'd still be cool just to be like, ah, I made, like made a movie with somebody.
0: Yeah. Next thing you know, you'll be uh, you know flying across the country trying to get in front of like producers and. And movie critics and and film producers and shit and trying to get your movie licensed. Yeah. Oh, well, and if
1: and if I did that and there was like say like a, a celebrity or someone who I, I think that would invest in the film, like I would, I would definitely go up to them. You'd go, you'd go up to them. Yeah. If they they're in first class, just trying to you know, enjoy like a little champagne or whatever. I'm like, I'd get right in their face, tell them all about the movie. How could that possibly end badly? Mondo, this was a team effort yeah, on this yeah, crappy yeah. transition. Let's no, go. No, no, it worked. It worked.
0: <laughs> Guess what? Florida Man, this week in Florida Man, our, our favorite superhero, anti hero, decides to approach another celebrity in the plane, none other than Mr. Mike Tyson, former heavyweight boxing champion. Mike Tyson's airplane punching bag is Florida man with extensive criminal record. Just real quick, I was trying to think: is there a worse possible celebrity to do that to? You don't, don't you don't want to fuck with anybody that has been a fighter of any kind, whether it's an MMA guy or a boxing guy. So no. Well, I, I know Mike Tyson has like found himself because he started uh,
1: smoking weed all the time and taking mushrooms and whatnot. Yeah. But, but you can tell, like even through the the cloud of smoke. And psilocybin, there's some darkness in that guy, and I don't think you want to set him off of all people on a small
0: enclosed, uh, enclosed cylinder flying through the air at like 10,000 feet. Former heavyweight boxing champion Mike Tyson delivered his brand of airline justice on Wednesday afternoon after boarding a flight from San Francisco to Miami, laying waste to an obnoxious passenger hell-bent on getting a reaction from the retired Ironman. Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, Mr. Tyson had an incident on a flight with an aggressive passenger who began harassing him and threw a water bottle at him while he was in his seat. A spokesperson of Tyson told ESPN reporter Mike blah, 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 blah on
1: Thursday. Should have been a monster energy can. Then He could have gotten some... some uh Product
0: placement money. The uh, the victim has been identified as 36-year-old Melvin George Townsend III. Oh. That just sounds like a fucking...
1: M- Melvin George Townsend III. Because be- this story came out before we knew who the, the quote-unquote victim was. Uh-huh. And I just remember, I was like, please let this be a F- Florida man. It has yeah. to be. It has to be. And then it turned out to be the most gloriously deranged Florida man ever. So
0: continue. Uh, this man is from Punta Gorda, Florida, which... If we're going to translate in, in English, Spanish to Español con Armando. Punta Gorda means uh, Fat Point. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy is from Fat Point, Florida, uh, who already served two jail sentences after being convicted of fraud, grand theft, burglary, possession of controlled substances, and trafficking of stolen property.
1: I, I know what the stolen property was. He stole a travel trailer. He just... Which... Because I saw that, I was like, oh no, I'm a little bit worried. I'm glad I'm not in Florida, because I I have a very nice travel trailer now. Dude just drove his truck up into someone's yard, hitched up to their travel trailer, and took off. And then was surprised when he couldn't get away from the cops. (laughs) Um,
0: Dragging a big-ass travel trailer. Townsend, this is what's tripping me. I'm reading this for the first time. Aaron read it before, so he kind of knows. But Townsend is not expected to press charges. I'm like, wait a minute, you get to fuck with somebody, and if you get punched... Like, 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 no! You were you were the one fucking with somebody. How does how does he get to be the one to press charges? I, I would have been anyway. Like,
1: because wow, he he did get pieced up a little bit. If you see the after photos of him, stop
0: fucking with people. Yeah, well, that's how the world should work. Yeah. But... (laughs) Um, Officers were dispatched to a physical altercation on board an airplane, a spokesperson for the San Francisco Police Department told ESPN. The subject provided minimal details of the incident and refused to cooperate further with the police investigation. Tyson returned to Miami later that day after battling fellow aging pugilist Roy Jones Jr. to a draw under the trailer banner in late 2020. Uh The 55-year-old Tyson went back into retirement to focus on his cannabis business, as well as hot boxing <laughs> podcast. As for the airline assault, uh, that appears to be over and done for now. I don't know, man. I- Have you listened to any of the hot boxing podcast? No, but I heard it's... I heard it's... It, it's a rough listen. Because he just gets super big.
1: Oh, he's so high. He he To the point where... like I don't think his guests do, necessarily, and he just does not know where he is, but... yeah. You know Every every now and uh, again, I think Mike Tyson does actually drop a a true, legitimate nugget of wisdom.
0: He he uh yeah he's been doing a lot of things because you got to remember like Tyson when he was fighting, you know he was this monster and Mm -hmm. then he went and got convicted of like uh, sexual assault or something with his like then wife or fiance or girlfriend Mm -hmm. or some shit and obviously when that happened people were like oh no mike tyson fall from grace and then he kind of at least to me kind of just disappeared and then made like a weird comeback in mm-hmm. i mean he did uh the hangover mm-hmm. and then he did uh i don't think you've seen it but it's a cartoon show a short series called uh, mike tyson's mysteries i did see it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh it's like scooby-doo meets mike tyson it's so Perfect. hilarious it's fucking... F- well, and he, he also... He had a one-man show, I think, on Broadway yeah, for a while. That. It was supposed to be really good. Uh-huh. Uh- and so, all this stuff, and then now he's doing this weed thing. So now, Tyson's become... And he always was a Hall of Famer in boxing, but he became... Now he's become more of a hero again. Now he's 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 kind of looked at under a positive light. And then, you have this fucking asshole mid-airplane who just decides to, like, fuck with him. Like, I mean, I know... Tyson's no longer a, a competing, but the dude can still bang. The dude still—they show pictures of him and shit, like uh, you know when, he, obviously when he's boxing he was in certain physique. And then they show him like kind of let let himself go a little bit, and then now he's back to like I wouldn't say like fighting prime, but the dude's ripped. I wouldn't want to fuck with him. He's a fucking little tank. So good for Tyson for fucking punching. And I think a lot of like. Like uh, YouTubers and bloggers and everything feel the same way. Like it was good for Tyson. Oh, but he hit him.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I think especially once the the, if the guy did throw a water bottle at him, like if if the other guy initiated any sort of physical confrontation, yeah. At that point, you know what, Mike Tyson. um, As long as as he he definitely has sort of like a burning red like rage demon like deep in his belly. as, As long as you keep that. (laughs) <laughs> From completely getting out, Mike Tyson. Yeah, you know what? You defend yourself. I,
0: I'm I'm wondering why the hell the the airline people didn't get involved like before it got out of hand. Like, obviously, like if someone's fucking with somebody else, mm-hmm. and then they like I I didn't see the whole video, but like you could see the video that lit up to how Tyson got kind of angered. Well, I, you gotta remember. I mean,
1: in this story, at least the way we're framing it, Mike Tyson is certainly our protagonist, but. Uh, Florida Man is not an antagonist to be trifled with. You think just some mere flight
0: attendants can
1: rein in uh, a fully triggered Florida Man?
0: No, come on. Apparently, he was. Uh, I don't think this article goes into that detail, but apparently, the guy was fucking hammered. Right? Is that what I read somewhere else? I, I mean, let's let's
1: just assume that he was under the influence of something. I've already said he was Florida Man. Yeah, that's. I feel like that's a little bit redundant. And and. All these Florida Man stories that we've covered, it, it seems like there's a, a running theme of some sort of uh, substance abuse. Florida Man gets drunk and burns down his own house because he thinks there's, there's demons. Florida Man is high on meth and robs a gas station with his. <laughs> was there one where he tried to rob the, a gas station just with his, like a finger gun? Yep. Yep. We did one of those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, so so you know what? And. <laughs> In this, this never-ending battle against the, the sort of sometimes anti-hero, sometimes straight-up villain that is Florida Man, maybe what we needed was an angry Mike Tyson. That was my fart. I thought I, there was
0: a duck in your apartment. I, I think uh, I think the microphone might have picked up. Anyway, I'm on Team Mike Tyson, even though he was physically violent. This is like one where like, yeah, get him back. Because you've been on an airplane and... Maybe maybe it's ha- not happened to you, but like a little kid, like is just like kicking your seat or doing something annoying. And you're like, like don't you just wish to like fucking deck the kid or like tell the parents like, hey, fucking straighten your kid out. Like pay I mean, attention. More,
1: more of the latter. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think I've ever wanted to hit a little kid on a plane. Oh, I have. Maybe smack the parent and be like, fucking deal with it. Fucking be a parent, but, Jesus Christ. But yeah, yeah. In this case, with, with a grown man, I think there's certainly a line where it's like, you know what? If you if you're gonna Box him up just a little bit. <laughs> I think that's okay. If Mike Tyson was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna box him up and then I'm gonna try to rape him," and that's gonna real, like, okay, well, bite, bite his ear, Mike. <laughs> rain it back in, rain it back in. But yeah, no, no ear biting, no raping. So I think, I think, does that, does it get a degenerate two thumbs up seal of approval? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was it for uh, Florida Man.
0: Stupid idiot!
1: I, I realized we'd made it through that entire story, and I hadn't tried one bad Mike Tyson impression. I'm like, no! And then toward <laughs> yeah. the end, you're like, I've got ah, to do it.
0: Yeah. Uh, moving on to the world of Reddit. Uh, ask Reddit question number one, Aaron: Which situation will always create high sexual tension? You know what? I don't have the a great answer for that. For this one, you go first. Uh, so I, I I used to be in in theater like mm-hmm. uh let's see junior high like is like i did a little bit of it in junior high i did one like as, as an actor yeah and then there was like a
1: musical at the uh what, what what was the the penultimate armando ramirez role
0: i i never played any big roles okay. they were always That's like great. side character like uh, acting was it was just some hey, fun armando
1: hey there's no small parts only small actors yeah so so what was your what was your your favorite part
0: i don't know no, that we're talking about sexual tension. I know. I
1: just want. To, I'm, I'm trying to imagine you on stage, so I need to know
0: the part. Um, I guess I don't know the one I did in college was kind of cool. Okay, I was like a security guard guy. <laughs> security
1: guard number one, it Armando was, it was, Ramirez. It was
0: nice. It was. Uh, it was the show was like Antigone, but it was kind of an, a reimagined mm. Antigone, like more modern. Got it. And like instead of like uh, like uh, jail jailers uh you know yeah i get you i was like a security guy okay with like a <laughs> so
1: so you're, you're a shakespearean actor
0: i guess sure wow i never knew so 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 um so yeah like i've been i would i would i took like a drama class in, in high in junior high and in high school and i was in a couple plays here and there and every now and again you'd be like waiting in the in the wings or in a green room or some kind of waiting room for your, for your scene to come up or for your whatever. And I always thought it was like weird, at least to me, like, like there was always like this sexual, if you were, if you were in this green room or waiting room waiting to go on and you're in this room with like alone with someone of the opposite sex, I always thought it was kind of like, Like, it was kind of... There's always, this like, this tension to, like, hey, can we make out? And, in fact, I think when I was in high school, I forget, it was, like, some talent show or some other nonsense, and I was in the waiting... or in the green room, the makeshift green room with this other female cast member that had very, very nice breasticles, and I remember we're, like, full-on making out, and I'm touching on them breasticles and all this, and it was hot, and it was awesome. Because it was kind of, like any given moment we're supposed to be up on stage or or somebody could be like walking on us it was kind of like that kind of weird uh you know something could happen someone could barge in oh kind of thing so it's kind of like hey baby we're locked in this room alone let's, let's do something she's like hey is that your security baton or are you happy to see me no that time i wasn't the security Damn. guy that would have been a that's good that's what i was asking yeah that would have been a good line yeah i always thought it was Weird sexual tension in, 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 in settings like that As you're talking I, I thought of a good one Okay go ahead I, I feel like this
1: is more Of like a like a high school I, I've, Plus if you're a guy In high school I feel like I could have just said High school Is what yeah. I'm trying to say uh-huh. <laughs> like, Literally every situation The most mundane Bland situation When you're a high school guy You're like Oh sexual tension For me For yeah. you Probably not for the girls As much Oh yeah you just um, got,
0: You're like She's just talking to you You have a boner Yeah <laughs> you're just you're just just roll call in
1: uh you know in your homeroom and the 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 60-year-old male teacher says your name and you're like oh, oh no the fuck is holy moly <laughs> but but no so so for 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 me there was there was a a little metamorphosis i went through between uh my sophomore year and my junior year of high school where you know i was i was kind of on the smaller side as a freshman and then i had this huge growth spurt is a sophomore, so I was kind of tall and skinny, and junior like that. That sophomore year, uh, summer after, like that growth spurt was the first time I really like got in a weight room, and I like got started getting like like way buffer. I was kind of you know got kind of ripped and everything. And I remember for whatever reason, I still wasn't like definitely wasn't wasn't uh, popular, but I got roped into like doing a summer car wash. Why? Because you were
0: like a physical specimen or just no, because
1: no, that's the that's the thing nobody knew it yet oh okay so that was that was my it was like my little secret oh. um because no one had really seen me since <laughs> since the you know sophomore year and i know i think it was literally they were just trying to get people and i i don't know why they asked me it, you know what it might have been because one of the other wrestlers who was i think in student uh government and stuff like that he was he was doing it and, he, and uh so he might have he might have been like oh I'll call Aaron because and he just knew me from from wrestling but we weren't like really friends or anything I just remember it being me, but it was like it was like me and, and Jeff who who is uh, the other the other wrestler and you know, I think you know, he's he's a, a pretty good looking guy and and uh, there were a bunch of girls that had crushes on him and and then I'm sort of there like oh all right I'm here I'm gonna do a car wash with you guys and then there was there was one like like really really cute girl and. Uh, there, there was a, another girl named like Katie who was maybe not as cute, but she was she was she was like just a complete jock. Like she was, you know, soccer and basketball and lacrosse, and and you know she she was uh, a a a probably like the the best like girls athlete in the school. And like we're doing the car wash, and, and I get excited. I'm like, oh my god, this! I, I get to like take my shirt off and look ripped. Like I, this is this is the first time I've ever had this opportunity in my life. This is amazing, and like. There was one point where I remember this this girl, Katie, like saying something, trying to, she's trying to articulate that she thought like we, we, the guys would also like pull in some people. Cause I, you know, I might've, I might've, I can't remember how it came up, but it was basically Katie was like, yeah, like, like, uh, I mean like Jeff's so cute. And then Aaron right now, and then she gets like tongue tied and I'm like, oh my god, am I being sexually ogled?
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome! <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> this is the
1: first time this has ever happened. And and uh, yeah, apparently I remembered it. But it's like you cannot do a car wash. Two guys and two girls doing a, a like a gas station car wash. Did you guys and not have, have sexual tension? Did you guys like throw water at each other and like soap and bubbles and shit? Like like, uh... I you know I don't I don't think I did.
0: No, uh, I don't remember that. You didn't get um, like a wet sponge and like. Play, like, uh, like, I don't know, tag with the wet sponge, like, throw it at each other and getting the girls there, wet. There, you know what? There had to have
1: been some of the splashing. Uh-huh. I, I just remember from that car wash, I remember that comment, and then it was like we needed to go get something. Like, I don't know if it was more soap or something like that. And, like, so uh, myself and this girl, Rachel, who – really, really cute girl – go to get it, and she's driving – and that was like the most terrified I'd ever been in my life. Because she she was, I, I don't understand how she had a license. Well, she, she drove reckless. She right? was going like 65 in a 30 zone. Oh. And it was like a busy street. I'm like, oh, we're going to die. <laughs> yeah. This is insane. It was literally like she had watched the, that movie Clueless. And you remember how bad of a, a driver Alicia Silverstone was? Nope. And she, well,
0: take my word for it. And she was just like, <laughs> I will do that, but 10 times worse. So, the, so you went from getting, like, a kind of a chubby from the situation you were in wa- washing cars with, with two girls to, like, holy shit, I'm going to die. Yeah. Nice. Um, some of the other answers from other Redditors uh, for that question. User Elo underscore Solo writes, movies as a tween. You and your boo shared that big-ass $27 popcorn tub when your fingers touch. Welcome to your first giggity. Yeah putting your arm around, like trying to figure out a way to put your, like the movies do it. Like you try to put your arm around the girl, like in like a suave way or (laughs) user glowy underscore club lights, right? Swimming alone together. Oh yeah. Yeah. That happened once when I was a tween. We were, uh, we were out like camping or some shit, like with the cousins of ours. And it was like in Pismo beach, California, which is like,
1: Okay. That's the other number one time when sexual attention comes up when, when you're with your cousins.
0: No. <laughs> and uh this this other girl that was there at camping, uh, this little white girl, like I was like flirting with her, obviously, and it was like, I bet you can't touch the bottom of the pool or something like that. We would you know yeah, it was all
1: <laughs> anyway. it was, so okay, so she wasn't your cousin. No, 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 no. That that is that is one of probably still one of the best uh, Jeff Foxworthy jokes ever. You go to your family reunion to meet women,
0: you might be a redneck. Oh, no. Uh, user Ocean of Flavor writes, when you're sitting next to someone you like, who likes you back and your knees or legs start touching, but neither of you pull away, so you're both just aware that you're touching and getting closer. Mm. Yeah, that's like high school shit, like pre-high school shit. Yeah, still, still does not have. <laughs> hold a candle to the car wash. Uh, last one. I'll read. User Jesfa writes: multiple instances of accidental eye contact. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, you do that little like eye contact dance. If you do the eye contact dance, like I'm, not, I'm not looking, but you get caught looking, and you're looking, and then they look, and then yeah. And then it all it takes is one of you to smile, and then it's on. It's on like Donkey Kong. Uh, anyway, that's it for Reddit question number one. Reddit question number two. What are the best comebacks you know to any kind of insults?
1: So, so this is this is not a blanket one. I, there's just two two instances I remember that were I thought were great comebacks. And this this, well, this first one's not even really a comeback. It was just one of the funniest clips I've ever seen on the history of the internet. Uh, it was it was the show Parks and Rec, uh-huh. and you know they did like a lot of improv, and uh, it was you know it's it's uh, who's who's the the main actress on that. Um, I can't remember her name now. Um, blonde chick. It's Le- Leslie Nope is the character, but yeah. So, so they're just saying like, yeah, this is like one of the greatest comeback stories of our time, like Sea Biscuit, like, and then Chris Pratt goes like, he's like, yeah, and like Kim Kardashian, and they're like, no, I don't think that was really a comeback story, and he's like, no, I'm pretty sure she had come on her back in the video.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> they, they
1: just, that, that whole. Uh, cast. I mean, because they had a bunch of people on set. They everyone broke. It was cracking up. Uh, Amy Poehler, by the way. Thank you, Amy Poehler. This this to this day, just just how quick and sharp it was is one of the best comebacks I ever remember. This was also in high school. This is like you know, like everyone's kind of filtering in before the bell rings and they're they're taking their seats. There was this one kid uh, named Ayal. Ayal. That was his name. Ayal Ebel. What was his his or her ethnicity? I'm gonna say Jewish. I don't know though. Eyal Esbel. Ebel. Ebel. I, I think. Holy I, I don't shit. really know him or don't remember his name that well, but but yeah, and he's he's sitting in the seat, and he was always kind of like a sharp dresser. You could tell like he he you know was was trying to uh, present himself well, and I think he was wearing like a maybe like a black polo or something like that, and. This other kid, Andy, comes in who is a little kind of that like know it all sort of maybe, maybe a little bit annoying at times, but and but so Andy walks in and see, sees AL sitting sitting in his seat. He's like, Hey, so uh, what's up, J. Crew? And just not missing a beat, you know, J. Crew is a story. Mm-hmm. He refer- he was obviously referencing the, the outfit the kid was wearing. Uh-huh. And without missing a beat, Al goes, nah, "Nothing. What's up with you, Lane Bryant?" And I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's just just a fatality uh, for for anyone that is not aware. Lane Bryant is a store catering to overweight women. <laughs>
0: like, that, that's a good holy one. shit."
1: And and yeah, Andy was you know wasn't like like obese or anything, but he was definitely a little bit overweight. And it's just like just just cut right to the core. Like ho- hopefully. Uh, uh, Andy can let those things go better than I can, but if if that were me in his place, I would still wake up in the middle of the night and like <laughs> hear that comeback just echoing my brain, like "Oh my god, no!"
0: Took a little piece of his soul that day, I would guess. Uh, I my my comebacks aren't as good as those ones. Those are good ones. Mine's mine's dumb. Mine are, when when God was when I was a kid. I used to use the "I know you are, but what am I?" Mm. and then. Or, or or when someone would do that to you, then you'd respond with, "I don't want to tell you because you might cry." Get it? I, you know, I know you are, but what am I? I don't want to tell you because you might cry. Get it? It's like a double double. Like, oh yeah, you're gonna be smart ass. I'm gonna be a smart ass back even more.
1: Infinity plus one, motherfucker. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then uh, another one that's not really a good comeback, but you can use it in just about any situation is like if someone like calls you anything. It doesn't matter what is good, bad, or other word, otherwise weird, whatever. You say, oh, yeah, well, you're weird. Just take that same one and say, oh, no, you're that. Like, that's always, that's always, it's like a classic. Like, everyone can use that. This is required no skill.
1: So, so I, I did learn, it's a, definitely a lot harder, but, like, the real trick to comebacks is if you can use ones that are, are fairly original. Uh-huh. Because most of the putdowns, especially amongst, like, an athletic team or a, a certain type of, of guy, they're all pretty much the same. And... That was one of the things that I, I still feel a little bit bad about uh, with with uh, some of my my actual college friends was because when I showed up at, at Whittier, I was actually getting a lot of shit from the lacrosse team. I had not learned the art of the comeback, and I, then I realized I'm like, oh, like these guys are actually really dumb. It's and it's all the same shit. Yeah, like I can just crush them verbally because yeah. they're fucking idiots, but as i was working on that i felt i think some of <laughs> some of some of these sort of biting comebacks uh certainly spilled over to my friends and i, I am still regretful for that
0: <laughs> all right well let's see what some of the users on reddit have to say about uh, comebacks let's see user sandpaper_pants writes i learned this in the 3rd grade If someone sticks their tongue out at you you say no thanks i use toilet paper <laughs> <laughs> They will never do it again works with all ages oh wow holy shit that's fucked up and and then if, if they say uh
1: it's like hey you don't know if you like it until you try it and then it's then it's also on that, that goes back to our first question of what creates sexual tension <laughs> yeah uh
0: user sprinkles more eighty four seventy one.
1: do you remember that shell silverstein poem danny's first rim job
0: <laughs> whoa i was like i don't remember that one um oh good lord the user sprinkles more eighty four seventy one writes, oh, when you like when you're talking to someone, you say, oh, now I see what people are talking about, and then you never let them, you never fill them in, and you're all of a sudden they're like cut off guard. You're like, wait, what are people saying about me? <laughs> That's a pretty good one. I was trying to read it ahead of it. User financial ad sixty two sixty one writes, reply by Billy Connolly to a heckler, save your breath, you'll need it for your blow up doll. Mm. That's not bad. If somebody says, "Oh, this is user Mocha Man Bearpig writes." If somebody says, "What are you looking at?" I respond with, "I'm asking myself the same thing." <laughs>
1: oh, you know what's another great one? That's it's kind of like it, it's it's like a comeback, but it, it, I think it works universally. It's sort of like the Dominic Cruz one, where it's not you're not even really engaging with them. You just you just like call out what they're doing, like just very matter factly. Like someone like says an insult, and you're like, "Hmm, what a weird put down." Like that that really seems like you're very insecure about like x y and z yeah. and it's it's just like so crushing cuz you're just like psychoanalyzing them on the spot and you're not even saying anything untrue and it's just like oh you saw, saw through my my whole little charade of insecurity cuz in that case with the fighters that's always what it is they're always insecure and then he just like he just zeroes right in on that thing and cruz definitely does have a right to the core good combat. yeah just um, shatter any
0: confidence that they have Last one I'll read, uh, user Lurky's Go-Kart writes, uh, I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> like, what, I'm, what, what, were you, what were we talking about? I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Those are funny ones. That was it for Reddit. We're now going to a special edition of Binge and Purge because we didn't have a show prepped or anything. Uh, Aaron and I decided we're going to talk about top five horror movies, Yeah, well, which, which are our opinion, obviously. They're not like...
1: Well, uh, and, and yeah, not even necessarily. I, I was going back and forth. I was trying to walk the line between horror movies that I thought are just kind of objectively the best, but also ones that I just enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I realized, okay, if I just did the horror movies that I enjoyed the most, it would all be horror comedy. So I tried to mix some other things in there. But yeah, it was funny that the, I mentioned at the top of the show, you know, I wrote this screenplay that we're going to try to film. And I still want to kind of work on the screenplay, maybe punch it up a little bit. And it, it is kind of kind of in the comedy horror genre and I realized like oh I barely watch horror so I was I was interested like let's let's see what are some actually great horror movies because I feel like a lot of them you know are maybe good for people who love the genre Mm -hmm. but as a film in terms of like dialogue and character development and plot not necessarily the best but there are some out there so uh, without further ado at the number five spot what is what is your your fifth favorite horror movie
0: my fifth favorite horror movie is the devil's rejects and asterisk side note if i could do it rank so those are the rob zombie movies he's made a bunch of movies with his wife but there's there's a trilogy that follow the same i guess you would call them villains Mm-hmm. but Rob Zombie does a good job of almost making them the heroes. Like in the first one was House of a Thousand Corpses. And you're like, you know, right away, like these people are fucking, these people are are, are, are insane. They're crazy. And they're like fucking devil worshipers. They're like, they're not good people. In the second one, the Devil's Rejects, which is my favorite of the, of the three, he flips the script and makes them almost to be like the protagonist of the story. So you go from the first one where they're like, oh my God, I don't want anything to do with these psych- psychotic people too, like, oh my God, I want to, these guys are fucking super cool. Um, and then the third one was, uh, what was the third one called? I don't know. I forget what it was called, but it wasn't that good. The second one, that that was rejected by far with my my favorite one. Okay. Let's see.
1: My fifth one, was, and I haven't seen this in a long time, so hopefully it holds up, was a movie called Slither. And Slither, that, that was one of James Gunn's first movies. So I, I believe he wrote and directed it. So if you can kind of think a little bit, you know, in terms of like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, or, you know, he, he also did Peacemaker, which, which we covered earlier. It, it has some of that same vibe where it, it definitely was comedic. Uh, and here, let me just since I haven't seen it for such a long time, I'll read a, a quick synopsis. Wheelsley is a small town where not much happens, and everyone minds his own business. No one notices when evil slips in quietly, but when people find mutilated livestock and a woman goes missing, Sheriff Bill Party, uh, played by Nathan Fillion, discovers an alien organism that threatens to devour all life on Earth. So it is sort of like a like a one of those like sort of B-level like creature features. Uh-huh. Uh, there there's, there there are small worms that can work their way into people's brains and take them over which is actually not that unfamiliar from what we oh. saw in Peacemaker. But if I remember, like like the special effects aren't top-notch, but it, they're still recent enough where it, they hold up. And it was definitely, there were some very good horror elements. There were some good comedic elements. Uh, oh, I always liked Nathan Fillion in it. And then there mm-hmm. were uh,
0: Elizabeth Banks and Michael Rooker were also... So I'm looking at the cast. I can't recall if I have seen this movie or not, but I'm just kind of looking at other character, other actors in the movie. Jenna Fisher's in it; she's fucking bomb. And also, uh, Rob Zombie does a voice of Doctor Carl. Speaking of Rob Zombie, it does it? Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, it
1: was a good movie. It just you know it it didn't get that big of uh, distribution. And... I'm gonna have to watch it
0: because I, I can't I can't I can't remember if I watched it or not. I remember really enjoying it. Well, and just like the the. The actors alone. Nathan Fillon, like you said, he's a good actor. I like that guy in anything he does. My number four, my number four, <clears throat> The Shining Classic Horror Suspense starring mm. uh Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. And he's An olive oil. An olive oil. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, she you know what's funny? Is she just like this awkward? like looking actress that she can be Shelley Duvall yeah she can be a scary like she adds like a weird tension yeah it's like
1: I know exactly what you mean like she kind of looks like she's just haunted by something yeah. naturally so it definitely adds to the atmosphere of any film she's in because I really think you need that sort of eerie supernatural feel in Popeye and she, <laughs> she
0: brought it oh dude I just ripped ass and it's not pleasant smelling also just like the 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 imagery in the shining is like pretty spooky and, and creepy, the like the bloody seeing the twin girls and mm-hmm. all that shit. Uh I wanna watch that documentary that was like made years later that has like a lot of what the like the what the shining the references in the shining were supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like like the Kubrick. I gotta watch that the documentary, I forget what it was called, but yeah, I think that one was my. Did, did you see Doctor Sleep? I have not. I did. I did watch that one. Was it good? It's definitely like uh, references a lot of.
1: But just for anyone listening, that's supposed to be like a follow up. Yeah, a- many years later. Yeah, where so like the little boy in The Shining has grown up, and that's all I know about it. I haven't seen it.
0: I think had it been shot by I think this the the, the, the uh, Doctor Sleep or Team Sleep whatever it was called. If it was, if it was shot by Kubrick, it would play out better but because it was obviously a whole different uh, made years and years and years later so technology's different um it had references to the original shining but like the connections were kind of uh kind of loose mm-hmm. kind of it was okay it was an awful i enjoyed it
1: okay well for my number four uh, was a movie called it follows it follows um, hmm. pa- so, so the <laughs> the the basic premise uh, is is a little bit a little bit hokey, but it's it's like the, there's there's a a monster. It's it's basically like the the, the monster, and it follows is like the STD monster, because the way it works is is like it gets passed by having sex. Mm. So like if if somebody you know if person A has sex with person B then the monster's going to try to kill person B and once person B is dead then it'll go back and try to kill person A so, so it's like you basically as soon as as soon as you get it then you want to pass it on to somebody else So you just want to go and fuck people basically and <laughs> then and then you know and and the, it was a really really well done movie with i I would imagine like a minimal minimal budget because you, you hardly ever, like, see the the monster. And a lot of times when you do see it, it's just like, it takes, like, a person's form. And it, But it, they managed to just do so much with so little. It was really, really creepy mm. and suspenseful. And part of the thing was, like, it just, this thing, it's called It Follows, because it just follows you around. And it's very slow. You know, so it would be easy, easy to run away from it on any given encounter. But it just keeps coming. You can't get away from it. It will follow you eventually. And, uh, and I, you know, I really, I am curious on, on how much that, that budget was, but part of the reason I really liked it was from a filmmaking standpoint, I thought it was extremely well done. I, I thought it was really impressive how, how much they could do with so little. And then I also saw it in this theater in the Poconos completely by myself Mm. So it was like it was just like this just empty movie theater just me sitting in the center aisle spooky I pro- I probably did have Mike's Hard lemonade which was kinda <laughs> <laughs> kinda, kind of kind uh, of cut the tension a little bit but it it was it was a really well done horror movie and it was an interesting premise right like it was a different sort of horror monster than what we've seen and uh, so for that reason it was my number 4
0: my number 3 Sean of the Dead. I love, love, love that movie. I love zombie shit in general. Like zombie movies of all kinds. They could be awful zombie movies, and I'm probably gonna still watch it and be okay with it. As long as it's not really campy. Mm-hmm. But this one, they did such a good job of blending the zombie zombie genre with the humor of um Simon Pegg and uh what's the other guy's name? Nick Frost. Nick Frost. Oh my god, they're the dynamic duo. In in that trilogy you're talking about the whatever you call the trilogy yeah we'll we'll get to that but for sure one of my favorite movies in fact it's like one of those movies that sometimes I just want it to play and help have it lull me to bed <laughs> like it's a horror movie that does that to you because oh, it's, it's like funny it's so and like good. yeah
1: well and and one of the things too that I really enjoyed was it, it was a hundred percent true to the genre uh, and and what I mean by that is like like a movie like a scary movie is a parody yeah. You know, it's kind of it's kind of making fun of the genre. Whereas Shaun of the Dead, like, it is just a legitimately good zombie movie. But you have these ridiculous people dropped into the middle of it, and it's it's not making fun of the genre. It's like really embracing it, which which I enjoyed. So it's it's like both a great comedy and a great zombie movie. I think.
0: Mm-hmm. What's your number three, dude?
1: Oh yeah. I forgot I got all excited about Shaun of the Dead. Uh, spoiler alert! That's my number one. So I'll, I'll talk oh. more about that in a second. Uh, th- okay, my number three was The
0: Others. The Others. That's Nicole Kidman. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So so basically, I, I was going back and forth between The Others and uh, The Sixth Sense because mm-hmm. they're very very similar movies. But you know, I think everyone's seen The Sixth Sense, and The Others is essentially the reverse of that. They're like, oh, what if we told? A sixth sense type story, but from the perspective of the ghosts, Mm -hmm. because that was the thing that they said in in the sixth sense. They're like, "Oh, sometimes the ghosts don't even know they're dead; like they don't realize what's going on." So, I mean, that that also had a great reveal, and the reason I the sixth sense is just objectively a much better movie than the others, but the other was was very good, and it felt more like a horror movie, and it really did have that like. ominous tension that whole time of like what's going on like you're you know you're in a haunted house but you're seeing it from the ghost perspective and uh, if you haven't seen the others I just really spoiled the whole thing for you I have (laughs) it I own it it's a good movie that was also you know what it was a a really good performance from Nicole Kidman Uh, yeah and and probably probably an undervalued performance because it's going to always be compared to the sixth sense and uh, Nicole Kidman I know she had Obviously, been an actress for a long time, and uh, completely got shown up by like a seven-year-old kid. But
0: that doesn't mean that it wasn't a great performance. So that's my number number three. The others. My number two is Twenty Eight Days Later. Again, zombie genre shit. I, I love, 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 love it. And this one was for me the first time we saw like fast zombies, mm-hmm. and also. Where it kind of explained the virus in a sort of believable way, like in most other zombie movies, you're like, okay, there's zombies, but how the fuck? Yeah, how did it happen? And this one kind of explains it in that you know it was a virus that was started by they were they were fucking uh, genetically fucking around with like monkeys and making them more aggressive, and then that monkey bit somebody and made them more like aggressive, and so it kind of. It's sorta of kind of complete
1: completely impossible. There n- <laughs> a virus would never be unleashed globally because I mean, somebody was fucking around in a lab. That could never happen.
0: Somebody fucking around in a lab and, and, and bats and animals and viruses and diseases and shit. So that one and then and then like I said, twenty eight days later did a good job of it where it wasn't. It wasn't campy, it wasn't hokey. it was like they were really trying to survive and and where the where can we mm-hmm. what's the best place to survive They go out in the middle of nowhere where there's like so yeah, I just did a really good job of that and um, that, 28 days later was one of my honorable mentions.
1: Oh. Uh, I really I like that movie too. I feel like they did such a good job of like dropping you into the perspective of the main yeah. character yeah. where you really felt like you could you could feel that like tension of like what the fuck's going on. did you watch 28 weeks later? I did. I don't remember that one as well, but I did watch yeah, it. Yeah, it's
0: not as good. It was still good, but not as good because then, yeah, it just, the first one was better for sure.
1: Well, the fr- do you remember the opening, like, sequence from the first one? The
0: opening sequence from the first one? Yeah. Well, then they, they do the,
1: the... the the So, the main character, I believe, if I'm recalling correctly, he was hospitalized and he was in a coma. Yeah. So, he's, like, waking up, and, and he's waking up, you know, 28 days after... This outbreak, and it's just in this this kind of desolate, abandoned like London. I think it was London.
0: Yeah, the, the actual. Like, what, like, what the fuck just happened? The actual opening stuff is like, as they're rolling the intro credits, there's all the stuff of like the mass hysteria, blah blah mm-hmm. blah blah. So I guess if yeah, I guess if you want to call that the opening scene, but the but they go they they talk about the monkeys and there was like this. It was this like a group that was like protesting against uh animal uh, testing on animals and then they break into this lab and then that that's how the monkey gets out of the lab and and then and then they fast forward a little bit to the to the protagonist waking up from a coma and all that shit anyway what's your number 2 my number 2 was get out <laughs> i enjoyed that one we well, and that was one where i,
1: I was kind of saying my issue with horror is always i'm like man i don't i don't feel like the the dialogue you know the plot the character development is there and you you get really strong performances and I think I think in every aspect Get Out was really strong and then on top of that there's obviously like a healthy dose of of uh, social commentary on top of that yeah but like man like Catherine Keener just just that one scene where she's stirring the like the tea mm-hmm. and there's that clink of the spoon that was so fucking eerie and chilling. And like that's it. she's just she's just stirring a spoon around in a teacup and you're like, "Oh, oh my god. yeah. Um, and then you also you you, you know you do get, uh, I think really really good character uh, development and there's some twists and turns like the plotting is good. That was also one where the reveal of what's going on, strengthened the movie to me cuz i feel like sometimes in these horror movies where it's like there's like oh there's this thing happening there's people disappearing whatever and then i, I find out what it is and i'm like that was it yeah. that was the thing you fuckers and this one you're like oh <laughs> all right get out like so I, that that was uh this was obviously the 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 breakout directorial debut of Jordan Peele yeah formerly of Key and Peele a a comedy sketch show slash Chappelle's clone, and everyone was like, "Wait, what the fuck?" Like yeah. Jordan Peele made this movie, yeah, and it was so, so good. I mean, I think it, I think, and all all the different horror lists I was looking at, this was this was near the top. If well, not he's made he's made other horror uh-huh.
0: movies, right? He's made Get Out, and then there was the There's other one, Us, Us, was also pretty good. And I think he's I think he's working on a third one, if I'm not mistaken. So I no, I think
1: so. I think he's working on a fourth. Oh. Uh, there, he, he did one I believe it was called
0: Candyman. I haven't seen it. Oh yeah, yeah. If you count if you count that, yeah. But Candyman is a is a reboot of the original Candyman from the eighties mm-hmm. or whatever. But yeah, he did that one and that one actually was pretty good. It was a pretty good, different, newer, updated rendition of yeah. the original
1: Candyman. And I think he's also doing like a series, a horror series. Oh. But yeah, it's it's was definitely surprising that this guy that we knew as a comedic actor suddenly became like one of the greatest. Horror directors of all time just seemed like he just had it in him, and this this was the movie that launched it, and still still my favorite of all the ones. I've I have think
0: seen. I think what's good about his movies is, is he's he's able to address uh you know the racial commentary stuff mm-hmm. without it being like shoving down your throat. Like it's it's there, it's there for sure, but it's not like ha ha racism. It's it's all kind of like like in in Candyman. He obviously the people living in the projects where the Candyman was haunted, they're all they're not well-to-do people they're living in slums for the most part so the there's the black people black community gets affected by the whole candyman mythology stuff and in us and get out like for sure race racial stuff uh that, that was
1: two can I, can I give you my my honorable mention
0: no wait we haven't done a number num- number ones yet right so you, that's how you always do it
1: you do, you oh, do your top
0: okay you, you know sure. you, you
1: get to everything and then before you do number one you give honorable mentions okay the, the only one that that we already I talked about 28 days later but one of my honorable mentions is Attack the Block.
0: Love that movie. I love it too. I love that movie John Boyega's uh probably I think it was his acting debut. He was just a little little baby John Boyega in that movie. Yeah, Baby Finn. Um
1: <laughs> it, it is that that is that is an alien movie. Uh it's also
0: kind of horror comedy. It does a good job of like blending a little bit of like that kind of com- camaraderie between Bunch of just kids, like kind of like Goonies. <laughs> the, did. The, as I was about to say, yeah, the Goonies versus Aliens. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like Goonies. Uh, yeah, and they do a good job of like obviously the, in that one, like we talked about the Keane uh Jordan uh, Peele movies. Uh, like, there's a little bit of the, like they're you know they're living in a in a shitty part, and then the girl that was the victim ends up being living in that same shitty. You know, they they the, think she's from like a better well-to-do area. the the
1: The, pre- the premise is these like aliens that they're, it's really hard to describe them. It's always a really interesting uh, protagonist. It's like, they're they're like these like black, like almost like, like sucking light into them, but they have, they're kind of like, they almost look like, like big, like porcupines, but they're like black and sucking light into them. And it's very hard to even see what they are exactly. But they, what do they, they call them? The, the gorilla wolf motherfuckers? Or yeah, <laughs> the big gorilla wolf motherfuckers. But but like one of them that you don't that uh, oh I don't actually want to give any of the plot. But one of them crashes into basically what are projects in the UK? Yeah, and there's like little like you know there's like little street kids are like like fuck you in it. You're not taking over in <laughs> yeah. it. And they just they just fuck. It and they just kill it. Yeah, and they're like all proud of themselves that they killed an alien. And this triggers a whole. Invasion, and then so you've got... They're supposed to be making a sequel to that, you know
0: that? I would watch that 100%. I own the first one. They, 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 I'm hoping they do make a that, sequel. That was that was my honorable mention. Did, did you have any? Yeah, I do, actually. The original Scream oh, yeah, was yeah. such a good... And not that it was a great horror movie, so to speak, but it brought back the whole jump scare genre. Like For mm. a while, there wasn't movies that... like There were movies here and there that would use the tactic the jump scare tactic here and there but with the scream franchise like almost every single movie uses it very well the the most current one i enjoyed it some people didn't like the, the most recent scream but i enjoyed it mm-hmm. the first one for sure it blended humor i mean there was definitely like a, like light-hearted elements to it but also the jump scare and there was gore like fuck this dude's running around and it made the villain hey, hey hold up Actually, I, this is real.
1: I because I, I drank all the caffeine really quickly. I have to go to the bathroom. Okay. M- hey, Mondo. What? I'll be right back.
0: <laughs> Top ten things you don't say during a horror movie. You don't. You don't say. I'll be right back. Blah 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 blah. There's this whole list of things that you're not supposed to do or say when in a horror movie, and that was what Aaron was doing right now. So Scream. Yeah, I remember watching that shit in the theaters when it first came out, and hearing like the whole. Uh, oh it's such a good movie you gotta go watch it well, it's so scary and expecting so much more but it was the stuff that you didn't expect the jump scare stuff that didn't uh, that made it such a good movie it was a good date movie because like if you're with a chick and you know obviously she gets scared she wants to go like like hug you for whatever protection or security or whatever so that was a good movie that was in my honorable mention another one can I do another honorable mention
1: yeah okay. I've got two more now that okay. I think about it so go ahead
0: the very first blair witch project movie when that came out like it got so much like fanfare around then because of the the way it's shot the camera's like almost never steady it caused like certain viewers of the movie yeah. to get like vertigo and shit, and so like it 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 gave it more of an element like oh this forbidden movie don't watch you're gonna throw up and get sick. It it, it actually spawned an entire genre.
1: It's called the found footage genre. So yeah. there's so many movies that came after that. Yeah, and and that were also much better. The the, the blur movie was dog
0: shit. <laughs> you didn't like the first blur? <laughs> I did not. I thought it was great. I thought and then they made a sequel. The sec the sequel was more of a produced yeah it uh, had a produced feel it wasn't as good it, it was that, I thought that one was dog shit and then they made another one oh? like maybe five years ago or less like pretty recently they remade or they did the Blair Witch Project movie again right.
1: I mean, you know what? Credit to them for making a movie with like literally no budget, and and I don't think they had a script. I think they had like a rough outline. Yeah. And it was just that was it. Yeah. And, and you know what? That movie made a lot of money, so good for, good for them. All right, go ahead. What's your other honorable mention? Uh, I've got two. These are both in the the uh, sort of horror comedy. We're going genre. pretty long, so let's keep it. Okay. In. Okay. I'll just you know I'll just I'll just say them. I have three. I'll, I'll just say all of them. Jesus. One, Zombieland. Okay, love it. L- love that movie. Two. Final Girls. Don't know what that is. It, 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 again, I'm a little bit of a genre mashup. And
0: then three is called Happy Death Day. That's it. Our number ones, number one horror movies of all time. Mine is The Nightmare on Elm Street because when it came out, I was like four, five, six years old. And we watched it in a fucking dark room with lights oh. out and with like, like it. And then the, just the, the special effects back then weren't, the, t- the top quality that they are now, but the special effects back then were just enough to fool you and make you think that this shit was real. And on top of that, Freddie, like Freddie, came after you when you were sleeping. So, like, oh shit, I'm scared. I have nowhere to hide. If I go to bed, the fucker is gonna kill me. And so that that's why it makes it my number one. I've uh, never seen
1: Nightmare in Elm Street, dude.
0: It might not hold up now, but it's for sure my my favorite. Oh, we,
1: we already talked about my my favorite was Shaun of the Dead. That's that's one of Probably my top three favorite movies of all time um, is Shaun of the Dead. I, I figured I could I could leave that because there are three other movies in a... They call it a trilogy. It's more of like an anthology. But... Or sorry, two other movies. There's Hot Fuzz, which is like more of a slasher movie. It's like a slasher movie combined with like a buddy cop movie, uh-huh. which is fucking hilarious. I, lo- I love that movie too. And then they had a third one, which is World's End, which... I didn't. I didn't think was as good as the other two, but it's still, still an excellent movie. I might have to go back and watch that. I liked World's End more than Hot Fuzz. Really? Yeah. Huh. Maybe. So maybe I will have to watch it again. You, you, you li- I think you liked World's End because it was about a pub crawl.
0: I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. We went really long this time. Oh, did we really? Yeah. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, please email us. Social media contact is blah blah blah. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed. We will see you guys in a week.